bring. Every business has a story that needs telling. Support the dream and tell your story through promotions, spots, and ads right here on HealthyLife.net. Call 800-555-5453. Tell your story right here on HealthyLife.net, 800-555-5453. Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSR, HealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by got a great show for you today, and I want to thank all of you for listening, tuning in, sending me your emails, and uh, as a matter of fact, I want to thank that one of my, one of my listeners, uh, Mary, thank you for the fruit basket, absolutely fabulous, <laughs> so we're kicking off this year just with a lot of love and a lot of giving, Hi, and one of the things I want to say is that I have got a fabulous guest today, and uh, we're going to have a conversation that will just open up the door for a new way of looking about one's life. I'm talking about Mark Aldrianen, and we're going to talk about a lot of things today. One of the things I, I want to make sure that each and every one of us knows is that when we step out into life, we get to declare what is right for us, what makes sense to us, and then, by the way, we get to change it along the way. And so here today I have an individual with me who has taken the journey, gone on many, many roads, is known as a social entrepreneur. He has co-founded seven organizations, including Net Impact, International Network of MBA Students and Professionals. He wrote the New York Times bestseller, Making a Life, Making a Living. Uh, and, you know, he goes on and on and on to connect people with his message. One of the things I want to say about uh, Dr. Mark is that we are here to open up the door to have a conversation that will allow each and every one of us to understand what it means to be true to oneself. And that's the name of his book, True to Yourself. We're going to look at certain aspects of business. We're going to look at this idea of value, something I know that you know that I've had a great deal of interest in. And as a matter of fact, my research focuses on it. You know, Mark, thank you so much for joining the show today. Well, thank you, Dr. Pat. I just want to also thank Mary for sending me a fruit basket. I hope I wasn't over math, Mary, if you're listening. Uh, Mary, <laughs> so. uh, make sure that you email me and I'll get you Mark's address. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, it's, it's those little things that make a big difference uh, I have a really close friend who started Fast Company Magazine, Harvard Business Review editor for years, and what he most remembers about his dad is when he goes out to, they lived in the Seattle area for many years and then went to St. Louis, and when he goes back to Seattle now, his dad's passed away 30 years, 
uh, his dad was a sales rep for a company, and but he always used to pe- bring people lots of really nice peaches. And they, everybody remembers that as a kindness, as a, such a nice touch and something that always gave them a smile on their face. We, we don't forget those things, Mark. No, I mean, I, I, I had the pleasure of working with, uh, I, I wasn't always on the radio, and I had the pleasure of working with uh, Arno Penzias and, sure. you know, the, the Big Bang, uh, yeah. the, you know, the discoverer of the Big Bang. And, you know, everybody that worked with him, of course, you know, Big Bang, Schmang, who, it didn't matter. You're so immersed in it. What you remembered is on a Friday, even as the president of Bell Laboratories, on a Friday, you bring in bagels. <laughs> Bagel day with well, Arno. I, I guess we live with our stomachs, too, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing something about it. But it is. It's all those little things. Treat yourself is about that. It's about a now when you get fruit baskets and, you know, and you yeah. get the, the question is, is it organic? Right, organic, and uh, do we have a, a free-range uh, orange? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. Those are the questions. That's all right. In my book, we write about free-range pigs. So, you know, we, we do, we definitely address the free-range issue. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, you know, let me start off by, well, we've already started off, but let me, let me ask you this question. It's a question that I ask everyone. You're a very, very successful individual. And given all that you've done and, and all that you are, whether or not you've received the, the fruit basket from Mary, here is the question. What are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles that you personally have had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Yeah, well, I think the first obstacle we all have to overcome is our own ego. Uh, I think the biggest change that's occurred in my life is when, after listening to somebody very famous in 96, I was, well, I've always fought with my ego and, and the fame game and all that. It does a lot of positive things, but it doesn't allow you to get certain work done. And, and putting aside the I and really connecting more with the we and understanding that success and happiness really does come from what makes you really feel good about yourself is when you help other people. I know everybody's heard that a gazillion times, and, and you know, it's, uh, I, I sometimes wish I were Adam because that way I wouldn't have to worry about someone saying something before me. <laughs> It's really true, and it's really hard to do. I mean, it's so easy to say in a radio station, in a classroom. I just finished visiting 43 business schools around the country for Net Impact, and these all MBAs dedicated to a life of service through, through their degrees and stuff, and amazing young people. But, you know, making that switch and focusing on that when you got the mortgage bills, when you got the kids and the, all the costs of raising children, or maybe you have school loans, or, or mom's sick, and, you know, whatever it is, we are material beings, but we try to take that step back into being spiritual beings, living a material, you know, physical life right now. And it's hard to stay there. And, and that has been, for me, the biggest challenge. The second is my peer group. I spent 20 years at Harvard. Uh, I was a slow student. <laughs> but, uh, no, I was a professor and a dean and had a seven-figure salary and only had to teach one course uh, uh, a year, I, I had 10 months off, if you will, and I had no boss, and I left that job. <laughs> Maybe I'm a little crazy, nobody should listen after this, but, but the truth was that, you know, I had to find my place and, and, and really find out, you know, who I wanted to become, and in doing that, on traditional me- measures of success, you said I'm, I'm very successful, but on all the traditional me- measures, if I look at my roommates and my classmates, I'm probably at the bottom, I'm the black sheep, I'm at the bottom of the, bottom of the run. But well, hold, hold that thought, because I, I, I want to talk about the whole black sheep syndrome. Because, yes. Uh, yes, the old it, paradox it, of success. It, absolutely. Let's take a short break. It's a station ID, which means it takes a very short period of time. And when we come back, more with Mark Albion, we're talking about your true self. Do you actually know what that is, folks? This is a show to invite you to take a look at it. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. 
back, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Mark Albion is joining me today. Mark, thank you so much for joining the show today. We were just talking about black sheep and talking about your life and how you walked away. Some people would say, you walked away from what, Mark? What did you walk away from? Where were you walking away from and where were you going to? What were you walking towards? Well, I think the walking towards, I have an expression, and I'm, again, I'm sure other people said it before, but, uh, you know, that, that who we are is God's gift to us, and who we become is our gift back to God, higher spirit, whatever, however you want to phrase that. And, you know, it's sort of like the beginning of that Jerry Maguire movie, if you ever saw that, Pat, that, uh, you know, he's in front of the refrigerator saying, you know, I got a great job here and all that, but it's not where I'm supposed to be. I was trying to walk towards where I was supposed to be. I didn't know where that was, but I knew that where I was at that time was not where I was supposed to be that that was all my trappings of ego and power and greed and a lot of, you know, a, a lot of things that can capture and captivate people like myself with the strengths and, frankly, the weaknesses that I have, and that if I was really going to, you know, find my place, I had to leave. When we ask about finding our place, when we ask about stepping out and looking for that, there are so many people, I, I know you've run into to, to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them, and I hear them every day. The question is, I don't know my purpose. I don't know what the next step is. I, I, and, and the feeling is just this feeling of emptiness. What was the reason for coming out and writing the book that you've just written, True to Yourself? Was okay. it to address that issue? No, that was in my Making a Life, my New York Times bestseller. That was the book that came out in uh, 2000, which uh, still is in, I don't know, 13, 15 languages. That one continues to sell to individuals. That was a book about my mother getting cancer. That certainly was a big part of it. And... You know, I mean, that make basically saying, what am I doing with my life? Uh, I call it the middle essence. We hit our middle essence. You know, adolescence is sort of uh, when we try to fit in with all the other kids, uh, fitting in by being different the same way everybody else is different. And middle essence is our search, our personal search for meaning. It typically happens in our 30s and 40s. It usually happens to women before men. You guys are a little bit ahead of us. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's sort of what it is. And it's a phrase, by the way, that's been around for 30, 40, 50 years, used by many people. I, I did not coin it. And that's what it was for me. It was just this, uh, you know, it was a series of events. Some things happened at Harvard. Some things, you know, happened in my personal life with my mother. But you said it just right. It's, you know, I would say to people, when did you lose the yippee factor? You know, when you get up in the morning, if, if you've lost the yippee factor, it's time to move on. Because, uh, you know, the purpose of life is to stand for something. It's not about what your skills are. It's not about what the market needs. It's really about what makes you come alive. And what makes you come alive is this journey to as you call it, Dr. Pat, towards your true self, to your unique potential, as Aristotle once said, to to what you know what you're here for. And the truth is, while we may never find exactly what that is or be able to articulate it, we know inside when we're not on that path. And I knew I was not on that path. I didn't know what the path was, but I knew that wasn't it. <laughs> so, for, so for me, it was a series of events. In terms of the current book, True to Yourself, it's a little bit older book. It's a great book about how to lose weight in 30 years. <laughs> it's about Mary's teacher, Mary's fruit basket. It's about all the little things that are critical to do as a human being, both in your family and most importantly in this book, or just what this book addresses, not that it's more important, is what to do in terms of your career, running a small business, working in a larger business. What do you need to do to really have impact in the world so that you do feel like you are, quote, unquote, a success? Because many of us who are part of a group called Social Venture Network, a group of socially conscious entrepreneurs, 
Um, we're down in our 50s and 60s, and we feel like uh, I saw Barbara Marks Hubbard's name up there. She's come to a few things, and Ron Doss was a member with me. He's on, he served in the membership committee for me for many years. Um, you know, we feel like we really haven't had the impact we, we would have liked to have had. How do we have a little bit more impact? And the book goes through interviewing 75 of our of our leaders uh, from our group, and, and all the proceeds, by the way, are donated. I, I, this is a lost leader for me. Uh, this is an act of service. It's, a, it's, it's all donated to our outreach programs. And, um, you know, finding out what is it, what do you need to do to, to take that next step in life, and what are the mistakes we've made, and, you know, what are some of the things that do seem to work, and what are the, what's part of that journey, and we come up with three qualities and five best practices for really trying to have more impact in your life. So that was what really stimulated this book was, our feelings in our, as we get to, we move from the middle essence to the elder essence, from the I story to the we story. The story of how are we, as a generation, as a people, as a group, as a consciousness, how do we become part of a conversation, to use your words, that really is making the world a better place with more economic and social justice, and in particular we focus on economic justice. How can I be part of that, part of that conversation? Well, you certainly do take it out to the streets. I want to say that. I mean, uh, <laughs> and I love this. I love that we're having a conversation about this because uh, there are people that are, at some levels, one would describe them as suffering inside in the workplace sure. for so many reasons. Yeah, and Rosa, we lead, leading quiet lives of desperation. Sure. Right out of Henry Thoreau, sure. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, feeling this sense, Mark, feeling this sense of helplessness. I, I actually, I've not quite seen anything like it in, in my years of working in organizations. And, and, and as with you, I, I kind of walked away and people said the same thing. What are you doing leaving that job? Why, I mean, what, what is it you don't like about this paycheck? And there were lots I liked about the paycheck. But I didn't like much about myself at that point in time. What yep. do you believe is the number one dilemma for people right now in the workplace in terms of getting, uh, let's say, getting down with it in terms of who they are and what their lives are about? What is the greatest challenge for people today? Yeah, I think that for well, I mean, the, the, the greatest challenge we face as human beings in totem is greed. But an individual... The greatest challenge is how do we find the courage to make what are at the moment hard choices that look at, it's not only personally economic issues and things like that, but it's the psychosocial issues. How will people look at me when I leave here? Like when I was a professor at Harvard Business School, Dean, you know, Dean Harvard Business School, Mark Albion, everybody returned my phone calls. The day I became Mark Albion again. Nobody returned my phone calls. I know. The screen, but, went, the screen went blank. Did you, like, I take it personally day. when you didn't have any voicemail messages? Yeah. I mean, I mean isn't like, that, oh like, the God. big aha? Uh -huh. And it's a little bit like the Sally Fields in reverse. Nobody loves me. What happened <laughs> to all my... What happened to all my quote-unquote friends? Well, you know who your friends are. They're your family. And for me, the first, back in my famous days, I was, I was profiled. The first time I was profiled in 60 Minutes, uh, Morley Safer did it. I didn't see the show. I was flying between Dallas and... Boston that night, and, and I, I, you know, landed home, got a voicemail message from one of my best friends. We roomed together starting in, in eighth grade, and it was, hey, uh, hey, I'll be in saw you on TV tonight. Uh, your bald spot seems to be growing. Nice job. <laughs> those are the really, those are the friends that don't leave when they don't even know whether you're at Harvard or you're on the radio or what you're doing. They don't care. They just love you. But you have a few of those, and those are the ones you have to hang on. So you have to have the courage to hang on those people. 
as people who love you and have them help you get the courage to take this journey to find, as you would say, to find the true self, to find out what you're really here for. Again, not that any of us really know. It's, it's, it's the unfolding of our entire lives. But you certainly know when you're not on the right path. And when you are on the path that makes sense, you're waking up in the morning, you're excited at what you're doing. Yes, there's a lot of laundry. Yes, you have difficult bosses. Yes, you might have difficult clients. But you know what? You're willing to put up with it because you're part of a story a little bit bigger than yourself. You're part of something that to you feels important. You know, I mean, we're all going to work about 100,000 hours probably in our life. I mean, think of that, 100,000 hours. Now, 10,000 hours of that, you probably spend rebooting Windows, right? <laughs> but, but, the, but the other 90,000, I mean, shouldn't they be, be something that feels good, that's connected with you? But that's exciting. It's got to be that's juicy, a little juicy. Yeah, it's going to be have the yippee factors, my friendly wear who uh, ran the largest actually women-owned uh, business in the in the country, uh, which she sold last year. And when I asked her why she sold it, she said what I said earlier: no yippee factor. I'd had enough. Twenty-seven years, it was enough. Time to move on. But it takes courage. It takes courage, and unfortunately, usually, it takes us going through a lot of pain, whether it's personal or business, whatever, that says to us, "I cannot take this any longer." And then hopefully. I like to say we're all angels with one wing, able to fly only when we embrace each other. Hopefully we have some people embrace that will help us along that journey. I'm telling you, to have a support system uh, to really uh, help you uh, just spread your wings a little bit really makes a difference. And, you know, what you're talking about when you're talking about the friends that stay by, they, they don't know. They don't know what you're doing. I mean, Nobody you get the phone call Nobody and knows. it's like, what the heck are you doing now? Right. No, but nobody knows. You know. Nobody knows. We, are, we, are, we understand a little and love a lot. That's what it's about. You know, it's about saying, it's like my dad says about me. He says, Mark's predictably unpredictable, you know. <laughs> it's not like anybody tries to understand me, but they go, you know, but I love him. And I know that I know that he thinks he knows something, <laughs> which is probably giving me more credit than I. But I certainly know when, as they say, the mo I, I wrote about this and again in the Making Life book. There's a chapter called You Find Out Where You Fit In By Not Fitting In. You know, or don't get really good at what you don't want to do. I mean, we know when we're in those situations. So to get out, you know, you get out, you, you adventure the, the shortest distance between two points in your career, give me a break. It's always under construction. Who knows where the heck you're going? But you know you're moving closer into a direction that you care about. The peer group, though, thing I think, Pat, is, is an interesting question because in Hermani Abara, who wrote a really brilliant book a few years ago called Working Identity, um, she's a professor of an INSEAD in France, and she wrote about the fact that what a lot of us do when we're trying to find our true selves or trying to make these changes or, as I talk about in the book, uh, True to Yourself, uh, when we're trying to have more impact, is we go back to our same peer group. And that's a mistake because if you want to do something new, you need a new peer group. So the peer groups, while they can be helpful in certain ways, in other ways can hold you back from making those changes. In fact, I, 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 uh, you know, peer groups are tough on all of us. And, and I interviewed a 104-year-old woman about, four, about a month ago, and I asked her, what's the best thing about being 104? She said, no peer groups. <laughs> no, peer pre no peer pressure. <laughs> wow, that's going to be something to look forward to. Yeah, so just think of that. All of you who are less than 104, which are probably a few of the listeners out there, I'm sure, probably about all of us, that we have this to look forward to, that a time in our life Oprah's talked about a lot of people. As you get older, that you don't worry about that stuff anymore, and you really do focus more on finding your path, finding your way, getting involved in things that make you feel good about yourself because you're making other people feel good. Feel good. And, you know, that's part of being part of this, uh, this we story, this story of trying to leave the planet a little bit better off for the next generation. Well, the we story gets to be really big. It used to be we used to mean a couple people. And I think we've really kicked it up a notch because the we that we're talking about, especially you know, that I, I believe you're talking about 
and, and true to yourself as well as, uh, you know, the other, the other books that you've written and the other articles that you've written. And, and as, as a matter of fact, when you get out into the world, the we you're talking about is really larger now than two or three people. You yeah. really kicked it up. You know, you're talking yeah. about, in my opinion, you're talking about creating an entire infrastructure that's based on some new values. It really yeah, is I, a new teaching for organizations. Yeah, you know, we, did, we you know, I write every month, um, you know, for 87 countries. I've been doing this now for 12 years. It's, all this stuff is at makinglife.com at my website. And, and you know, I write about a 4,000-word piece every month, and this month I will be writing about this issue because, we, you know, we had our Net Impact Conference in Chicago at Kellogg at Northwestern a few weeks ago, and, and you know, we limited that. It's, I think it's 2,000 or 2,500 uh, uh, MBAs and professionals. It's an incredible conference. And the guy I mentioned earlier, Alan Weber, who I think is one of the two or three greatest business thinkers, business minds really in the world, it talked about this fact that we know, we, I think we know that the systems we have in place, forget about are from industrial age, but they certainly don't apply to the new, to the global consciousness that you're talking about. The fact that if something does happen over in Kajistan, <laughs> it at some point is going to have an impact on us. It's no, it's no longer the Vietnam days of uh, even you know, when we got involved in social issues, some of us, because it was our butts on the line, it's about the world's butts on the line. And there's a world opportunity out there in clean technology and a lot of things. So it really is sitting down at a table of six and a half billion people and saying, what are we going to do, you know, to uplift the human spirit and alleviate some of the poverty and suffering on our planet? What are we going to do? And I'd like to be a part of that story. All right, we're going to get back to that uh, question in a minute, Mark. Let's take a short break. When we come back, more with Mark. Uh, I'll be on. We're talking about true to yourself. The question is, what difference are you going to make? And each and every one of us has the power to make a significant difference. When we come back, we'll talk about the new values, transparency, sustainability, and responsibility. What do those mean to you? You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to drive by. Get ready for a juicy moment. We'll be right back. Stay tuned, everyone. Why do you exist? What is the purpose of Earth? Do the stars really hold the answer to your spiritual path? These questions and more are revealed through a private astrological consultation with spiritual astrologer Martin Montez. For an in-depth and empowering interpretation of your birth chart outlining your spiritual path, visit CosmicCuisine.com. That's CosmicCuisine.com. And let Martin Montez give you the answers. What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. Occasional digestion got you down? After meals, do you feel bloated, heavy, tummy hurt? Does occasional heartburn and indigestion or a just plain tired feeling take the energy out of your day? Vital digestive enzymes are needed to properly digest food and E12 provides them all. Customers often report a dramatic life improvement. Visit DigestEasy.com. That's DigestEasy.com. And discover E12 food enzymes, the digestive secret thousands have been benefited from your mission if you choose to accept it is to discover
discover what's preventing you or your business from obtaining your goals, dreams, and vision. The Inquiring Mind is your partner. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. as Stephanie Durham, professional life coach, presents ACES. Authenticity, choices, empowerment, and success. Spanning 25 years of successful business tenure, in addition to over four years of training with Caroline Mace at the CMED Institute, Stephanie's authenticity and vast knowledge helps you objectively explore highly attuned facilitator skills, leading you to personal empowerment and ultimate success. Do you know you have power to create what you want in your life and in business? You do. This message will self-absorb in five seconds. Call us toll-free at 1-866-461-6463. When you need a positive point of view, turn to HealthyLife.net, your 24-7 radio network for a better future. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. I am so jazzed about today's show. And this is a conversation but it's also a call to action, whatever that means uh, for you. I'm here with Mark Alvion, and he is the author of True to Yourself. And, uh, and we're talking about many, many things. One of the things that you know, we are talking, talking about is how do you step into the true nature, the one that's divinely yours? How do you get past the ego? And the you that we're referring to is not just us as individuals, but we're, taking, we're really taking a look at a bigger picture. Mark, thank you so much for joining the show today. Before we go forward, I would like uh, for you to give our listeners the best way to find out more about you and more about the work that you do. Okay, let me give you my mother's phone number. No. Okay. <laughs> Mom, be happy to talk to you. I'd and I'll tell you, if you give that number out, Mary will send the fruit basket. I know. No, no, that's a, I have different issues with that. But Mom actually is the last chapter in the Making Life book. She, she still runs a, at almost 80 years old. She recovered from stage 4 cancer, and she still runs her values-based business. She's been doing it for years. She's a real inspiration. Um, the best way is just to go to my website, which is makingalife.com. It's all one word, or mlt.com. And uh, there, that's been, it's been up for 12 13 years now, um, and there's literally 150 articles I write every month, uh, a lot of career articles, advice, as well as information on all the books, and all the books serve different nonprofits. They're all, all the proceeds are donated. Um, and each one of the books is a different part of your journey to becoming, you know, defining, finding your path to happiness, and happiness, of course, and personal fulfillment comes through service to others, and in, in those ways also, you know, building a life that you really are excited about and like to walk into and step into every morning. So well, uh, the, the Making a Life book is more about finding your passion, and the True to Yourself book, for example, is uh, more about having impact, and the finding work that matters is much more focused on you finding your right livelihood, what exactly that is. And don't they work together, though, Mark? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sorry, you know what I'm in saying? Fact, yeah, in fact, my next book is a prequel. <laughs> I'm, trying to be like, I'm trying to be like, what's his name, uh, George Lucas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go backwards in the series. Uh, the next book gets into uh, relationships with parents, so so we're going to go backwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, you know, let's call it a refresher course. Yeah, yeah. You look at it, it's a personal refresher course. It's my personal therapy. You know, I mean, we write what we need to know, right? I mean, uh, well, you know, we write it and we teach it, and we get out yeah. in the world and we talk about it. Yeah, and sure. We're all on a journey. We're all on a journey. 
Um, the book that you've written, uh, the book, uh, first of all, let's just talk a little bit about uh, the book itself. If uh, people listening to the show wanted to find out what is this book really about, is this book, tell me um, how I can figure out who my true self is, what's the book? Yeah, absolutely not. Um, but making life, making a living, and finding work that, uh, that matters, those are much more in that question. This one, even though the first of the five best practices in the book is how to turn your values into value, how do you take the things you care about and turn them into real value out there, this is a book that sort of assumes you've got an idea of what you want to do. You know, you just haven't been able to do it at the level that you want to. You, just, you know, you haven't been able to get it as far as you want to go. So if you're really still searching for purpose and passion, in, in case of my books, and there's plenty of other great books out there too, uh, which I'm happy to recommend. Go to the website and email me, and I have a whole bookstore of other authors whose books I recommend. But in terms of mine, that's really the Making a Life, Making a Living book. That's a book that my ego gets stroked when I go and speak like I just did. There's a number of people who come up and say, oh, that book changed their life. But that one really is about striking out to find your passion. This one is more about saying, you're, you, you're on a road, but it's just not going where you want it to go yet. How do I get further? You know, how do I really feel good about what I'm doing and feel like I'm having some impact? And, you know, this idea of feeling good about what you're doing is, uh, I think we're at epidemic proportion here with people not feeling good about what they're doing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. You know what I'm saying? Look at a country. Yeah, oh, sure. I mean, if you look at Wilson Learning, look at any of the statistics out there. And, you know, I spend a lot of my time in the corporate world. And, and, you know, when I come in, people know who I am. So I obviously get a different conversation than someone else is going to get. But, I mean, people in general, they feel that they've had to leave their... The person they are on Sunday, Saturday, Friday, if you want to use a religious uh, notion, or the person that they, you know, they really most like and want their children to really know, that person doesn't get a chance to show up on Monday. You know, that person's put in the box and put up in the attic or, or back in the garage of the house. And, you know, we get all these statistics anywhere from 50 to 85% of people really aren't happy in their work. And for an industrialized, wealthy nation like ours to be in that situation is an abomination. It just shows how much since we were born, depending on what your beliefs are, that we've been, you know, we've been moved further and further away from what I call the dreams that we put in a box and put up in the attic. I talk about it a lot that, for me, my dreams were a little kid. I used to write little short stories when I was seven and eight and sell them door to door. One page for three cents, five, you know, five cents for two page stories. And what the world said to me was, well, you can't be a writer. Nobody can make money being a writer, you know. And then I used to do a little advice thing where I used to advise my friends on, how to get along better with their siblings when I was about eight years old. Of course, I didn't have any brothers or sisters myself at the time, but I used to give them advice, and I used to charge them a nickel for that. And what was the way the world say to me? He said, wow, good, you're going to be a psychiatrist. I said, no, I really want to become a social worker. Oh, gosh, you can't do that. Well, that was when I was eight. I'm 55 now. When I was 46, basically, that's the work that I've been doing since then. Well, and that's... It took me 40 years to get back to my voice. It did. It takes us. It took us a really long time, uh, you know, to come full circle and to get to that place. But you actually did step out and say, "This is what I'm going to do." Yeah, I mean, I've always been fortunate, and I think this is important. And Gail Sheehy, many people have written about this, but it's important to, to 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 make changes wherever you're sitting right now. You can do them right now, and they don't have to be big changes. People say, "Oh my gosh, I got to like." quit my job, and sometimes you do, but a lot of times it's about whatever those things are you're passionate about that you feel make you come alive, doing them, you know, like I did the writing stuff, when I started, that's the Making Life book originally, I wasn't even writing, I had ghostwriters, I had 150 people working for me, I didn't have time to write a stupid book, but unfortunately Jerry Levin, the head of Time Warner, had his son die of a drug overdose, they had read about me and said, sign this gap, we want to write a book, and it was a great way to raise money for our, uh, our MBA group. 
But um, the truth is, when I did start writing it, because the ghostwriters did not work out, um, I did it on weekends. I did it late at night. I did it because uh, I felt guilty because I had a company to run. And the truth was, then as I started doing it, it started becoming a bigger, bigger part of my life. The newsletter, which started only for 50 MBAs, started going to millions of people by the end of '99. I think Fast Company said I had two and a half million readers by then, and so it became. It sort of said, "Well, I think you got to dedicate a little more energy here." But you know, so don't think that the changes have to be, you know, you know, uh, you know, stepping out into the great beyond and giving everything up. They can be small steps as well, and True to Yourself is a book about how to lose weight in 30 years. It's a book about taking a lot of little steps that will help you increase your impact and success, your financial success and personal success in the way you impact others and make this a better world for all. Well, let's take a short break, Mark. When we come back, really, uh, we'll talk to folks about the little steps and what they look like and how each and every one of us can feel empowered by the actions we take. It's one thing to talk about changing our lives. It's another thing to really, you know, suit up and get ready to, to make the move. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. I'm Dr. Pat Basile. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay tuned, everyone. In the long run, humans cannot tolerate ecstasy deprivation, said Felicitas Goodman, anthropologist. Tune into the Dr. Pat Show to learn more about ecstatic wisdom postures discovered by Goodman and taught by certified teacher Deborah Milton. The practice combines body postures with rhythms, which expands consciousness, nurtures belonging, and nourishes aliveness. Milton is teaching both in Seattle and Blacktail Ranch, Montana in August. For more information, go to www.debramilton.com. That's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-M-I-L-T-O-N.com. NLP is a behavioral science that utilizes language to impact verbal and nonverbal communication, allowing you to rethink how you perceive what is occurring in your mind. NLP provides a system of knowledge and values, procedures, and tools for the purpose of empowering your life and the life of others. When you learn how to practice NLP, you can become capable of achieving anything you set your mind to. Anything. Join the Empowerment Partnership as they present the Accelerated NLP Practitioner Training in Seattle, October the 8th through the 14th. Call 800-800-MIND or go to www.nlp.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show to receive 20% off. The Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. For all your live or pre-recorded webcasting needs, come to earthchannel.com. Get your web-based message out to a select group or the whole world. It's easy. A pioneer of webcasting, earthchannel.com provides the best products and services to big corporations and government users. And now, the same technology is available to you. They have the best earthcast encoders, servers, and products to meet your technical needs. But wait, don't want to mess with technical stress? No problem. They'll do it for you. Earthchannel.com channel.com is your answer. You can use webcasting for lots of things like advertising, marketing, customer support, training, and don't forget web radio and TV. In fact, you're listening to a live Earthcast right now. So come to earthchannel.com. Actualize your audio or video webcasting needs today. You can't beat the friendly service or the price. Call earthchannel.com at 800-849-8978. That's 800-849-8978. I'm Dr. Pat Vasily, the host of the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. 
Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Pep it up with positive energy power right here on HealthyLife.net. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I am thrilled to have Dr. Mark Albion with me today. And we're talking about many, many things. Of course, many of you know this hour as an enlightened capitalism hour. And uh, we're talking about uh, his latest book, True to Yourself. Uh, but we're talking also about the action that you can take and why it's so important right now to take it. It's one thing, as Mark uh, pointed out earlier, it's one thing to chit-chat about the things you'd like to see happen in life, and it's another thing to actually get out there and do something, and that's what Mark is doing. Mark, thank you so much for joining the show today. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, you know, I've, I've looked at a couple of different things and, and have, have looked at some of the questions you've asked in the book, and the, the thing that, that I guess you ask is questions about the values. Do they really pay? Do they pay off? Can we can we look at the values that you talk about, the new values? Can we look at them and actually believe that organizations are ready to step up to the plate to make those kinds of changes? And we're talking basically the people at the top, aren't we? Um, yeah, that's a long discussion. It's called leading from the middle. But, yeah, I mean, I think that most of us, most of us, if we look at those organizations, and by the way, I don't believe in changing organizations. I believe it, it starts one individual at a time. But as I, saying, I'm so you, there with you. I don't even yeah. do organizational change consulting anymore. Yeah. <laughs> just so people know, not that this is really, this is, I'll do this very quickly, but when I, well, let's go to business school. My, I, I mean, I sort of tease in one way, but my Rolodex is filled with the John Reeds and the Goysuetas and even presidents of countries. And, you know, I thought well, the way I want to make change first is I want to deal with, you know, some of these people who are, by the way, they're great people. I don't think they're these monsters out there. We read about a few in the press, but the vast majority are really good people, just like you and me. They're trying to do the right thing. But when you get to that position, you have a lot of strings attached. In fact, I've had a number of senior people come into our MBA classrooms and say, you want to make change? The best way to do it is at the lowest levels. That's the way you can really filter up. That's when you don't have a lot of restrictions. That's when a company, your boss, whatever, will say to you, your values make sense for this company. By the way, this is our first best practices, how to turn your values what you care about into value for not somebody else's organization or your own. And when, if you can do that argument, then we go through the ways, by, and the most important way, by the way, is to exemplify yourself what those values are. But, but we go through the ways that you can really have an impact so that I agree with you, Dr. Pat. I mean, the, the change starts, I decided 15, 18 years ago when we started Net Impact that one person at a time, that's how we're going to change, change the story, change the conversation, and change the way the world looked like in 40, 50 years. You know, it's not something that's going to happen within this generation, but already if you come to any our Net Impact Conference next year, it will be in Vanderbilt, it will blow you away. It will be, it'll be capped about two months before the, uh, the, the conference. In fact, our tickets usually get sold on eBay. <laughs> we, have like, we have speakers like Al Gore doing Inconvenient Truth. We have, you know, pretty amazing people show up there. Everybody wants to because it really is about how to take our skills and, and all the abilities we learn and how to put it together into a set of values 
that really change the world. When I say values, I think this is important for us to say. When we're talking about being values-based, or what I mean by that is that we make decisions in terms of their impact on people and the planet, on all living things. And we get a lot of examples of that in the book, starting off with an example of me running my own little pet product company up in the We were doing rainforest dog biscuits up in Vermont, and uh, starting to grow, and... In the first week of our growth, I had three decisions to make, and every one of those decisions went counter to what I just said. The, the good financial returns in the short run were going to not have a positive impact on people and the planet and all living things. So learning how to integrate and balance those, those are really the life of, of being true to yourself, whatever your values are. Because when you know, Eric Fromm, the psychologist, said it beautifully, that integrity is the unwillingness to violate one's own identity. And every time you do that, even if it's just a little thing here or there, it chips away at who you are. And it hurts. It's a deep hurt. It's a spiritual hurt. And those are things we want to avoid. But every time you make decisions that are good for people and are good for the planet and all living things, it adds that soul and gives you a little bit more resolve moving forward and obviously makes you feel better about yourself in the long run and who your children see as uh, being their parent or ancestor on some ancestral tree 50, 100 years from now. You know what? This is not a conversation for just a few of us. And I, and I, and I think, Mark, thank you for sharing that. Uh, I, I want to be really clear that what we're talking about is something that every single one of us has the ability to tap into. And I think sometimes, Mark, what happens, and I get this feedback a lot, that you know, you and I come on, we have a conversation, and people look at us and they say, that's for these two. You know what I mean? That's for those people, those two over there that are already pretty successful and, you know, have the resources and have this and have that. But, you know, this is really tough for us people down in the trenches. It's really tough. What do you say for people that are in that conversation, Mark? Yeah, you know, as you probably don't know, I get several hundred emails a day. And been doing this for years, so I get thousands. We've got actually 87,000 six weeks after 9-11. And all the, all the questions come down to eight categories. And you just name the number one category. It's the thing that bothers me the most when people say to me, you know, I've got this really unusual problem and there's nothing special about me. Everybody has unique potential. All of us do. And when I started doing this work, I have to say, feeding into your question, I thought I was writing for conflicted achievers, people like me, people who sort of climb the ladder of success wrong by wrong, you know, you know, done the right things or at least what society told us was the right thing to do or what we believed was or maybe a generation before it was the right thing. And we got to the top of that ladder, and as my favorite philosopher, Lily Tomlin, once said, you know, the trouble with the rat race is even if you win, you're still a rat. So I thought that's who I was writing for. I was writing for the people, maybe like you, certainly like me, who really had had success and put themselves in positions with a lot of uh, flexibility, a lot of leverage, and a lot of access to different resources. And that was it. And then as my readership grew, I was talking in blue-collar areas. I was talking in Chad and, and throughout Africa in very poor areas. You know what? We all dream of noble purposes, and we all have the ability to fulfill those noble purposes. They may be different. They may be bounded by different environmental considerations or financial considerations or where we live or, or, or you know, what the potential is in that area. But every one of us, you're absolutely right, has the capacity to make a difference. You know, it's, Gandhi said it beautifully when he said, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. But what he, didn't, what he said before that, most people forget. And the first part of that quote is, what you do may seem to be insignificant to you. Do it. It's important that you do it. And that's what True to Yourself is about. It's just that there's a lot of little things that every one of us can do, no matter where we're positioned in life, to make this world a touch better. It's that simple. And it's not, it's not about the grand deed. Look, at very, very few of us are going to be remembered for 
tremendous things we did in the outside world. You know, the place we're irreplaceable is at home with our family and friends. And just the things we do as family members, as friends, with a small community of people at work, those are the big impacts in life. Those are the things that really are big. Just like I, I wasn't teasing. I was teasing a little bit with Mary, obviously, but I wasn't in another way. That It's all these little acts of kindness, these ways of making other people feel special. That's what makes our time here on Earth special, and we all have different gifts from being able to do that. Let's take a short break, Mark, and let's hold that thought because that's an important one. We all have the gift. Let's take a short break. When we come back, more with Mark Albion and me, Dr. Pat Vasily. We'll be right back. Occasional digestion got you down? After meals, do you feel bloated, heavy, tummy hurt? Does occasional heartburn and indigestion or a just plain tired feeling take the energy out of your day? Vital digestive enzymes are needed to properly digest food and E12 provides them all. Customers often report a dramatic life improvement. Visit DigestEasy.com. That's DigestEasy.com. And discover E12 food enzymes, the digestive secret thousands have benefited from. NLP is a behavioral science that utilizes language to impact verbal and nonverbal communication, allowing you to rethink how you perceive what is occurring in your mind. NLP provides a system of knowledge and values, procedures, and tools for the purpose of empowering your life and the life of others. When you learn how to practice NLP, you can become capable of achieving anything you set your mind to. Anything. Join the Empowerment Partnership as they present the Accelerated NLP Practitioner Training in Seattle, October the 8th through the 14th. Call 800-800-MIND or go to www.nlp.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show to receive 20% off. The Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Are you feeling stuck, heavy, or crusted over in some part of your life? Have you lost your spark? Would you like help realizing your dream? Do you know what you want? Call Dr. Pat Vasily, certified career and belief coach, who wants to help you stop those negative thoughts that keep you running in circles. This award-winning author and researcher, Dr. Pat Vasily, brings a powerful, innovative approach to helping individuals live life full out. Call 206-523-5522 for a free consultation. That's 206 206- 523-5522. I'm Dr. Pat Vasily, the host of the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. In college, I took a lot of history and liberal arts classes, and frankly, I don't remember much of any of it. But as an adult, I find myself engrossed in fascinating programs on the A&E and History Channel. They pretty much helped me to be pretty impressive at social functions, and I just found out today that I can purchase DVDs of my favorite A&E and History Channel programs right through HealthyLife.net. You should visit HealthyLife.net and order your favorite A&E and History Channel program DVDs as well, and then discover how many people you can impress during your next social occasion. We're HealthyLife.net, reaching and helping a worldwide audience without hype, without shock, and without shenanigans.
Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm here with Mark Albion. We're talking about many things, but all about being true to yourself. And what that means as you take that out into the world. Mark, again, thank you so much for joining the show today. Well, happy to be here. You. you know, Mark, I want to read something to you, and I wanted to get I want to get your take on it, something that sure. was uh, sent to me a while ago, and it was, I think, uh, really way ahead of the time before all of the what we have now as scandals in organizations and, you know, we can say Enron as, as sort of a, the poster child for this. But this was a result of a, some research I did, and this is the way an individual put it. And I want to read it to you and ask you to uh, share your thoughts about how this fits in with your book. And here it is. It's a, it's a question that I asked about integrity, and the individual came back, and the organization was just getting ready to go through a file of bankruptcy, and it was a big organization, and here's what she said. She said, we don't cut corners, we don't sell seconds, we don't advertise fraudulently. We are going to do everything above board and in compliance with rules and regulations. We will treat each other with respect and high regard, and every interaction should be of that nature. Everything and everyone will be treated in the same way. Address issues immediately and truthfully and honestly. Make sure everything is clearly communicated and clearly demonstrated. When someone writes something like that, where is the place that they're coming from, Mark? No, they're usually coming from pain and from that not happening, from them getting to the point where they just had to, in order to just balance themselves and in order to just sort of have their voice be heard, they might have felt completely unheard. Uh, completely in the corner, completely dismissed. They say, look at I've got to take a stand, and this is my stand. This is my manifesto. That's a, that's like a brief part of uh, the manifesto that uh, Jerry Maguire did in, in, uh, in the Jerry Maguire movie. It's taking a stand for this is who I am, this is how we should treat each other. This is what it means to be a community of people. And, you know, the, my reaction is wonderful words. Will it translate into action? Because... an interview a while ago and someone said, well, because we're talking about the book and mission statements, I said, oh, mission statements are really important. I said, not really. Not important at all, actually. In fact, I can show you a thousand mission statements. They all look the same. What's important is what you do daily. You were talking earlier. It's all about what example you said, and that's what true to yourself is all about. It's about, what, you know, if you say there's respect, the person who wrote that, and, and that we all respect each other, and let's say, uh, Dr. Pat, you walk in on, you know, two of your associates at the radio station who are talking, and you have a message to deliver. So the question is, do you stand there and wait till they're finished, or do you interrupt them and say, hey, I've got something important here? Well, 90% of bosses will interrupt. So the question is, do you really model what she says there? But that comes out of a lot of pain. It's beautifully written, by the way. I think it's just wonderful. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, I have to say, I was, I was at Enron about a, about a year before the fall, and I, I've seen their, I, I happen to have the uh, privilege, I guess, of watching their video on their values and on the company, and it was unbelievable. I mean, you would, you would want to sign up the next day. This is yeah. fantastic. <laughs> it is. It's a sign, it signed me up. But you're absolutely yeah. right. I mean, when the words don't match, the, match action, let me just say this. You do not have to be uh, a rocket scientist to figure this out. We have millions of people in this country that are, are working in all different aspects of industry, and they get it, Mark. They get it. They know that a mission statement is just a, might as well be a blank piece of paper if what's actually going on in the organization isn't about responsibility, isn't about sustainability, and certainly isn't about how to really respect people. 
and respect yeah, I mean, comes right, up number example. one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, it's all about when you take the hit. Look, it, it's one. It's easy to be a nice and a good person when it costs you nothing. You know, if if we can always have win-wins where we're values-based people, we're honest, and that therefore means we always do better. That's easy, right? But the truth is, at least in the short run, that's not always the case. So, like we talk about in the book, the new values of you mentioned earlier, transparency and sustainability and responsibility instead of the old ones of uh, which is taken from Jack Welch of General Electric worked very well for a long time of that a leader's job is to increase reputation and productivity and decrease the chance of being regulated. Well, you know, on this productivity versus sustainability, we have a number of people in the in the book who talk about as leaders, whether it's their personal life or the work life, how they have slowed things down. They have financially taken hits because they realize that the pace that everybody is working at in their very small company, the big example I give in the book is a guy uh, making uh, cookies and a bakery company with 13 employees, and they slow everything down by making this huge cookie, and that's a whole other story. But the point was, these people are saying, you know what, we're standing for these guys. When we say that, our workplace, I was just with, I was just with a company three days ago, one run by a friend of mine who's actually in the book, but for another reason. And, and you know, he says, you know what, my people here are stressed out. We're going to slow everything down. I don't care what the trustees say. I don't care. It's a not-for-profit. It's a well-known school. It was wonderful to hear that he's willing to take a personal hit for the values that they're putting out, which are values that people working here should feel personally fulfilled. They should feel good about the work. doesn't mean they're not going to be challenged. That's good, too. But it means that for the last six months, people feel out of sorts, stressed out, and they just can't handle it, we got to slow things down. That's what it's about. You know, that's what it's about. It's about living those values and, and living your life and, and, and symbiotic with your message, Dr. Pat, about, you know, about being, finding yourself and being true to yourself and all that is the biggest risk in life is not the money we lose or, or even friends we might lose. The biggest risk is not living our life. That's the big risk. So those are the sort of things that we try to really get through in the book. And do you believe, Mark, I mean, you've gone through a number of generations in this. Uh, some people have said that we took a major hit in, 19, in the 1990s uh, when we implemented large-scale downsizing. We took a large hit that affected a, a, a generation of adults that some people think could not be repaired and created a wave of insecurity in the country. Um, what is your feeling about that? I think... I think things can always be repaired, but there's no question that when you lose trust, it takes longer to regain it than it does to lose it. But you can regain it, and you gain it by your actions building up over time. Just like when you lose trust, if you have a child that's lied to you or done something bad, sure, you can regain the trust. It just takes time, and it takes demonstrating it. It takes not saying it, but demonstrating it in day-to-day things that you do. Like if you have bad economic uh, uh, results. You don't fire people, but you put them out there. You're transparent, as we talk about in the book, and you all share in the good and bad times and figure out together how you're going to move forward. All right. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll have our closing comments from Mark Albion. Stay tuned, everyone. is for everyone, any race, religion, gender, and age. Anyone that wants to know more about who we are, why we're here, and how the universe works. 
A wide and varied range of people with different backgrounds are drawn to HUNA and attend the biannual HUNA workshop. Healthcare professionals, therapists, lawyers, managers, educators, professional athletes, college students, and people just like you. If you're interested in a more spiritual view of the world, if you want to connect more with who you are and discover a whole new universe around you, then HUNA is for you. Call 800-800-MIND or go to HUNA.com and learn about the September 9th through the 17th HUNA event in Kona, Hawaii. Mention the Dr. Pat Show and receive a special discount. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. For all your live or pre-recorded webcasting needs, come to earthchannel.com. Get your web-based message out to a select group or the whole world. It's easy. A pioneer in webcasting, earthchannel.com provides the best products and services to big corporations and government users. And now, the same technology is available to you. They have the best earthcasting coders, servers, and products to meet your technical needs. But wait, don't want to mess with technical stress? No problem. They'll do it for you. Earthchannel.com is your answer. You can use webcasting for lots of things, like advertising, marketing, customer support, training, and don't forget, web radio and TV. In fact, you're listening to a live Earthcast right now. So come to earthchannel.com. Actualize your audio or video webcasting needs today. You can't beat the friendly service or the price. Call earthchannel.com at 800-849-8978. That's 800-849-8978. Welcome back, everyone. I want to thank Mark Alvey on my guest for today. Mark, thank you. And in parting, let's, uh, I'd love for you to share your personal message and invitation to our listeners. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I hope people don't mind, start with uh, Genesis 12-2, which is God's first word to Abraham, which was Vebracha, uh, be a blessing, be an example. I think for all of us, the best thing we can be in our life, both for ourselves and for others around us, particularly those who we love, who are the people who are irreplaceable with, not the people outside, but the, the family and the friends, is to, is to be an example of what you want to, you know, as Gandhi said, what you want to see in the world. And that we all do dream of noble purposes. We all have the opportunity and the chance, as Dr. Pence said, the gifts inside us to make a difference in our world because leadership isn't about making a difference in the world at large. It's about making a difference in our world. And as we make a difference in our little world, if you will, that has ripple effects into the outside world. So, According from the book, my favorite quote on doing this is that each of us has a spark of life, a spark of divinity inside us. And our deepest, our highest aspiration really is to help set off that spark in one another. So I hope, particularly this holiday season, you're able to maybe once, twice, or even three times set off that spark in one another. And in doing that, I think you'll find your own beginnings, if not already, uh, increase in your own personal happiness. Thank you, Mark Albion. Thank you so much for joining the show. And we'll see you back here next week, everyone. Remember that spark. Again, the book is True to Yourself, Mark Albion. We'll see you next week right back here. Getting juicy with you. Have a great week, everyone.